Welcome to the Hope City Church Podcast. We're so excited for you to listen along and hear this week's message. We pray it inspires and motivates and draws you closer to Jesus. Let's take a listen. Can we just say welcome back, Kayla? Come on. Come on, let's cheer. Kayla, some. I leaned over to her. I said, aren't you glad you got back? said literally the day she came home it kind of just all like crossed home and I just thank God that he held you safe while you were there he brought you home safely and he's keeping you safely while you're here and everyone else that is overseas right now from Hope City that's ministering we just say that they are safe in Jesus name that there's a hedge of protection Lord that you loose your angels over them today Lord God Lord and they will have peace wherever they're at and they'll come home safely and their family that's here today Lord they'll have peace too in Jesus name and we all said Amen. Well, you might have noticed somebody's missing today on the front row. Uh, most, you know, his name is Pastor Jake or Jake or Jacob, whatever you want to call. We have Jacob Dana here now. So, you know, I don't know. People call you Jake now, too. So I get so confused. And then you walked in today and you guys like look the same, like your shadow looks the same. And I'm like, Jake's here. And then I'm like, no, people think that Jake, Jacob is our son. Well, your son or Jacob, Jake's son. He is not, but he feels like a son in the spirit, and we're so blessed. But he, Jake is ministering. Pastor Jake is ministering in Saskatchewan. He was being cool with a whole bunch of young people this weekend and, you know, at a youth conference in Prince Albert, Saskatchewan, and they're just getting rocked with the presence of God. He said last night was super powerful, people rededicating their lives to the Lord, which is awesome. They asked him to stay and preach today. Um, really good friends of ours. Um, many of you wouldn't know them. Um, but it was, you know, it's one of Jake's dad's best friends used to pastor this church. He passed away and his daughter pastors the church now. And this girl and Jake were childhood friends. So it's kind of neat, you know, you grow up and then you start preaching at each other's churches and it just seems like family to me. Amen. Amen. And uh, we just call him blessed. He's probably preaching right now, actually, as it goes. And uh, we're preaching at the same time. So that's kind of fun. That's kind of fun. But, um, how many of you are thankful for the Lord? Yeah. I am so thankful for the Spirit of God. I just still, do some of you just still sense the Spirit of God in the house? Like, I just kind of feel like, can I just be transparent? It's like I'm kind of shaking, I think, and it's the glory of the Lord. Is that I just feel like I'm trembling a little bit in the glory of the Lord. And as, you know, we were leading worship this morning, um, I was sharing a little bit about music practice on Wednesday night. And, um, guys, we are not in an ordinary season. You might have noticed. Have you noticed? Okay. And if you haven't noticed, I say, may your eyes be open today in the name of Jesus. Amen. And I don't say that with any condemnation. I do not want that in your heart at all in Jesus' name. But I say, if you haven't noticed that, I say, may your eyes be opened in the name of Jesus. May your ears be opened in Jesus' name in your heart. Become attuned to his spirit that you would know and be aware, like the sons of Issachar, of the times and seasons that we are in. Amen. This is what I would call a holy ground season. This is a holy ground moment. And some of you who are serving today would have received the message that I sent out yesterday on Alvanto. And I was reading Exodus uh, 3 yesterday, and I was just struck once again about the burning bush, you know, and how Moses, when he turned aside, and it was when he turned aside that the Lord spoke to him. And I believe, church, that if we will just turn aside to see what the Lord is doing, he would have some things to say to us. Amen? He would have some things to impart into our hearts. Amen. And I believe that's one of the things he wants to do again this morning, whether he's already done it through the worship, I believe that he does, that he has, but he's going to continue it through his word. But
But to back up again to Wednesday, I, I rabbit trailed a little bit to Wednesday, is, is something, I don't know what happened. I, can, I can't explain the things of the Spirit articulately all the time. But worship team, who was at practice on Wednesday night? Something happened, didn't it? Something, just wave your hands, worship team. Something happened. And it was just like some of them were down on the floor and like prophesying. And Sydney got healed, praise the Lord. And, you know, we were praying for so many of you and just declaring songs of the Lord over you and declaring over this service already. And I believe part of what we are stepping into, and even as the intercessors, Marlene's back there, Pastor Adrian and her team, is that we are beginning to walk as a church on the foundations of the prayers of the saints. Amen. And that we must begin to arise, church, not just the intercessors, not just the prayers, not just the worship team but the church that we would all see that we are all sons and daughters called into the kingdom for such a time as this amen a chosen generation a royal priesthood and I want to say this morning in the name of Jesus rise up and take your place amen don't just have other people pray and form the ground under your feet. You take the time to get into the secret place so that your family, parents, moms and dads, so that your kids are able to walk on the ground. They're walking on the ground that you are paving the way through through prayer. Amen. That's a word, I believe, for everybody. Come on, let's say thank you to the Lord this morning. This is not an ordinary time. And this is not an ordinary season. As Moses turned aside, you know, and it wasn't just that the bush was burning. You really have to read the story carefully. It's that the bush didn't burn down. It just kept burning. And it was like, why is this bush not burning? That's why he turned. And then the angel spoke to him. Amen. Let's just lift our hands to the Lord just for a moment before we get into the word. Father, I ask that you would give every person in this room ears to hear. What your spirit would have to say, Lord, Lord, may we not tire of going through this passage of 1 John, Lord God, Lord, but may we develop a greater hunger and thirst for your word, Father, because we understand that we cannot live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the ruah, from the breath of your mouth, Holy Spirit, God, would you open up our eyes to see things that perhaps we've never seen before, God, and would you soften our hearts, Lord Jesus, God, God, that we would not harden our hearts in this hour, but our hearts would become softer and softer, more malleable in your hands, Lord Jesus, that we would receive everything that you are and the things that you have for us. I say, may it be so over every person in this service, over the next service, and every person not in church today. We bless them. I bless you this morning, and we say in Jesus' name, amen. How many of you feel like we're already having church, man? Oh, so, so good. Okay, open your Bible to 1 John. Three, we're going to wrap it up. I whispered in Pastor Jake's ear, uh, literally I did. Well, not really. That sounded weird, but we're married, so it's okay, right? <laughs> um, but I was like, you know, if you just keep preaching three verses every Sunday, we're going to be like another 18 weeks at this. Or it was 17, like I'd counted through all the things. And he didn't say anything. He just smiled. So I just like, kind of like planted the seed. So we're just trying to plow through this a little bit more, a little bit quicker, okay? Amen. And uh, so that, you know, Christmas is coming, and we won't be in First John at Christmas. But, you know, I can't promise you. He might want to go into to Second John. Wherever the Spirit leads, we go. Amen? And where the Lord, <laughs> where the, what the Lord says we're going to do. Amen? Okay, but I want to look at First John 3, 16 uh, to 23 and just wrap up the rest of this chapter and just kind of lead off 
where Pastor Jake ended. In 1 John 3, verse 1, it says, Behold what manner of love. You guys would be familiar with this, especially the older congregation. We used to sing a song, remember? Behold what manner of love the Father has given to us, that we would be called the sons of God. And I want to remind you today that this letter is like a grandfather. It's like a father speaking to his children, but he's speaking to the church, okay? So he refers to us often as children, but this is like a... I just think of generations. I think of family. I would think of someone in my family that was older than me who loved me enough to sit with me with the word. You know, if you've been noticing, because we've been parked on here for quite a while, you should be noticing patterns by now, okay? And for all of you scholars, I'm calling you all scholars, okay? Amen. We're all going to be scholars of the word of God, okay? (laughs) Holy Spirit is the genius inside of us, amen? It's a look for the patterns, okay? So he doesn't actually talk about that many things in 1 John, okay? But I love, like any good father, like any good parent, any good mother, he goes over it, and he goes over it, and he goes over it. And he's like, hey, you didn't get it when I said it this way, so I'm going to say it this way, okay? And that's kind of like, so if if it's being said again from the pulpit, it's not because we're making it up. It's because God maybe wants us to hear it again because maybe we didn't get it the first time. Amen? Amen? We were kind of joking at Connect Group. Who went to Connect Group this week? So good. So good. Someone got filled with the Holy Spirit in our connect group this week, and I'm like, come on. Like, I just, like, pulled them aside, and I don't want to embarrass them. They're here today, so I'm not going to look at them right now. And they're like, please don't call me out. Don't worry. I'm not going to call you out. I'm not even looking at you. Um, But as we were delving into 1 Thessalonians, I was like, oh, this is so good. This is so good, just delving into the Word. So we're not afraid of repetition in this house. Amen? We're going to get it. In Jesus' name, say, Father, I'm going to get it, and I'm going to keep reading it. I'm going to keep studying it. I'm going to keep meditating on it until I get it. Amen? Get it? Got it? Good. Okay, 1 John 3, 16 to 23. What time is it? Okay, wow, I got to be quick. Shoot. I, you know what? I kind of joked about this when Pastor Jake's away, you know, anything can happen. Yeah, we just have a little more fun. We're going to sing an extra song. No, it's all good. He already knows it's going to happen. I love him. Okay. By this we know love because he laid his life down for us. And we also ought to lay our lives down for the brethren. Okay. He's not talking to everybody here. He's just talking to the, we're focusing on the brethren. So that'd be like our church or like your family. But whoever has this world's goods and sees his brother in need and shuts up his heart from him, how does the love of God abide in him? Verse 18, my little children, let us not love in word or in tongue, but in deed and in truth. And by this, we know that we are of the truth and shall assure our hearts before him. For if our heart condemns us, God is greater than our hearts and he knows all things. Verse 21, beloved, say beloved. If our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence towards God. And whatever we ask, we receive from him because we keep his commandments and do the things that are pleasing in his sight. And this is his commandment, that we should believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he gave us, um, as he gave his commandment. Okay, so I want to focus first, obviously, on the first verse that we're going to look at today. Okay, so verse 16. By this we know love. Because he laid down his life for us, and we also lay our lives down for the brethren. Amen? How are we going to lay our lives down for one another if we don't have the love of God in our heart? Amen? Amen? Okay, so I want to park right right away on by this we know love. So let's say that together. Say, by this we know love. Okay? And one one of the reasons why you might be like, well, Pastor Jenny, whenever she preaches, she always gets me to repeat things. Because I also want to get your fear out of the way of reading the word of God, amen? Because sometimes there's a fear of studying the word of God, like what if I don't understand? Well, it's okay. We all learn different ways, but sometimes you need to hear it, not just see it, amen? 
Okay, say it again. By this we know love. Let's say it. By this we know love. Okay? So that, that word know literally means to become acquainted with greatly, to perceive by experiencing love. Okay? Now, some of you might know the four different kinds of love in the Greek, but for those of you who don't, I want to read it out to you. Is that okay? Again, we're not afraid of repetition in this house. Okay. Um, four different kinds of love. Number one. Eros. Do we have a slide for this? Awesome. It was one word for love. It's described as we might um, have guessed. You know, it's referred to sexual love. Let me just say that, okay? Number two is storge. I kind of got to go fast through this. It's another word for the love in Greek. It's referred to familial love, okay? So family love, like maybe for a parent to his child, okay? So storge. Say storge. Okay, and then there's philia. Say philia. Okay, it's a third word for love, and it's like brotherly love, friendship, and affection, Okay? Okay, and it's probably, well, it is. It's not just probably. It's the highest love that you can attain without the help of, of Christ. Okay? And I would dare say that that's the kind of love many of us operate in. Okay? But when I'm saying that this is no ordinary season, that this is an extraordinary season, that God is calling Hope City Church to walk in a higher love. Amen? Say, I can and I will. Okay, so what's the highest form of love or the, or the God kind of love is agape. So say agape. Okay, so for all of you scholars, I said you're all scholars. I'm just knighting you in Jesus' name. You're all scholars, okay? It's number 26 in the Greek. It's the fourth word for love, and it's described as a love that loves without changing. Think about this for a minute. It's a self-giving love that gives without demanding or expecting or repayment. It's a love so great that it can be given to the unlovable or the unappealing. It is a love that even loves when it's rejected. Okay? And one of the things that I love about agape love is it just loves to love. And, and just like the Lord, like he loves us because he loves us. Okay? The Lord doesn't love us out of any performance that we've done. He doesn't love us out of any good works or good deeds that we've done or out of our good works. He loves us. Because he loves us. Amen? Just put your hand on your heart this morning. Say, he loves me because he loves me. That's it. Look at the person next to you. Say, he loves you because he loves you. So this is the God kind of love. Okay? Say, it's agape. Say, agape. So this is the love that we see in John 3.16. Amen? And some of you were like, I know this. I know this. I know you know this. But believe it or not, some people don't know this in this room. And we're here for it. Amen? So this is the God kind of love that we see in John 3.16. Do we know how to say, do we have that scripture in our heart by now? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever should believe in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. That was probably the King James Version. I'm so, so sorry. But I want to remind you of another story, and I'm not going to read it for the sake of time, but it's in Luke 22, around verse 16, it starts. And Jesus has just finished the Last Supper with his disciples. And he sat at the table with a man that you might remember is Judas, okay, who betrayed him, okay. One of the greats, you know, many of you would have heard Pastor Jake preach this story. He does it very, very well, or this account in the Bible of Jesus isn't calling Judas out. He's not calling him out. He's not like, I can't believe it. We walked together for so long, and you are actually going to betray me? How, do you, how, how could you do that to me? And Jesus sits there, already like a lamb to the slaughter, but not weak in any way, showing complete meekness. Meekness says just because you can doesn't mean you should, okay? So there's that account. But right after that account, okay, sometimes we can stop in the Bible, but we should read on so we can see what comes next. So you know what comes next? Another, like, oh, to the chest for Jesus. 
but he takes it like a champ because he spent time with his father to walk in agape love. Amen? He's already walking in the love that he's going to pour out for all of us, and he hasn't even died on the cross yet. So powerful. And he has this encounter with Peter. And this encounter, the first time I read this, this would have been years and years and years ago, just got me, and I cried, and I cried, and I cried as I read it because I saw myself in that story. And he has this, he has this encounter with Peter, and he said, Peter, I'm praying, Jacob, come here for a minute. So here's Peter about to deny him three times, and Jesus is predicting it. Peter has no idea that, Peter has no idea that Jesus knows this, and he says, Peter, it's like he's putting his hands on his shoulder, and he's saying, I'm praying for you that your faith would not fail, so that you would be, that, so that when you come back, that you would be able to strengthen what remains. Knowing that Peter is about to deny him three times. And that's going to be part of what leads him to the cross. And what did he say? He didn't even talk about himself. He didn't even say, I can't believe that you're going to deny me. Again, just having that encounter with, you know, at the Last Supper, Judas is there. A, a betrayal and then another betrayal. And what is he doing? He's praying. I'm praying for you that your faith wouldn't fail so that when you come back that you would strengthen what remains. And you know who was Peter? He was the rock that the church was built off of. Amen? Amen. Thank you for being such a champ. Yeah. But I saw something else in that story today, and this really has nothing to do with this message is about. But I feel, I, told, I didn't write it in my notes, but I told the Lord if it came up in my spirit, I would share it. And I was very challenged today because we live in a cancel culture where it can be so easy to cancel everybody out of our life. You hurt me, you're canceled. You betrayed me, you canceled. You lied about me, you're canceled. Jesus didn't cancel Judas, and Jesus didn't cancel out Peter. Could you imagine if Jesus had canceled out Peter because he read a book on boundaries and let that toxicity get into his heart? There's boundaries by the Spirit of God, okay? And hear my heart on this. I know that some people got to go. All things are to be forgiven and not necessarily reconciled. But I want to challenge some of you today. You better take that before the Lord before you cut everybody out of your life and be left with nobody but yourself because the enemy wants you to be alone. But if Jesus had bought into any sort of cancel culture and hadn't taken the time to pray and have the agape love of his father in his heart, we would not have Peter who the church was built off of. Good point, hey? I thought so too when the Lord showed me that this week. And I just was like, I called Jake and I'm like, babe, I'm crying right now. This is so powerful and I'm being so challenged. Whew, God, give us eyes to see and ears to hear. May we walk with your spirit, Lord Jesus, that we would follow your voice and not the voice of another person in Jesus' name. So the God kind of love is agape. Say agape. You know, I was thinking about how the church is crying out for revival. The church, the Big C Church, our church too, we're calling out for renewal, for restoration, for reconciliation, all of these things. When I dare say what we really should be praying for is that the love of God would grow into our hearts more and more and more and more and more and more. And we're going to walk through that today so that you see that, that there's actually a connection between the love of God and your anointing and your authority. Amen. There's an actual connection, and we're going to look at this. But verse 16 says, by this we know love, because he laid down his life for us. If we don't recognize, if we don't know that God has saved us, how are we going to give his love away? 
Have you ever thought about that? Think about a moment right now that nobody could take away from you that you knew that God loved you because he loved you because he loved you. Just think about that just for a moment. Just close your eyes for a moment and just think about that. I'm okay with uncomfortable moments. Okay, you've probably already noticed that by now. Okay? I'm not an ordinary preacher. Just think about that for a moment. And I want to share a story for a second. As I ask the question, what has Christ done for you? If I was to go out on a pier, and I saw a man jumping in the water, and as he's jumping in the water, he says, I'm giving my life for you, and then he drowns. I would think that was a little bit odd and a little bit strange and super sad because he died. Doing what? Shouting that he gave his life for me, but he wasn't because I was still standing on the pier. If I was at that same pier, but I was drowning in the water, and that same man jumped in the water, and he says, I'm giving my life for you, and he saves me, that story has a different meaning, doesn't it? That's like the story of Jesus. Did you get that? I'm going to share another story with you. And this means a lot to me. It won't mean anything to you, but we all have our stories, amen? And that's why I said, what has Christ done for you? And think about a moment. This would have been Christmas 2010, and I brought this folder on purpose, and I, I often bring it to church because I hold my notes in it. My father-in-law bought this for me. It is not a $50 folder. It is a very expensive folder, and I took, I looked up how much for the first time it cost him, and I cried the other day because I remember Jake telling me at Christmas, he said, that wasn't cheap. He's like, that wasn't cheap. And I'm like, yeah, I believe you. It's David. Like, my father-in-law has really good taste, you know, like really good quality. But what you don't know in this story I'm about to tell you is the Christmas before, he bought me another folder, a black one, which I lost. And he made payments on this folder so that I could put all the music that I wrote in it and have somewhere special for it. And I lost it. And I was afraid to tell him. But he knew. So a year later, same Christmas, same house, I open a present, and he hands me a gift. He always gives me just something from him to me. And I open it, and it's a brown folder, just like the black one. And I sobbed. And I was so ashamed, and I was so embarrassed, and I just held. Because I lost it. I lost something that was very precious. But you know what he taught me? Was he didn't hold it against me. He didn't hold it against me. He didn't make me feel condemned. He didn't make me ashamed. And he said, baby, he said, why are you crying? He said, put the folder down. I said, because I don't deserve this. He said, yeah, you do. He said, I love you because I love you. And that taught me a huge lesson about the love of God that I will never forget. And that's why I said, what has Christ done for you? You could be like, well, Christ didn't do that for you. David did that for you. No, but God will use little things in your life to teach you about things. Amen? And I never forgot that, and I wanted to bring this today so that you could hear about a memorial stone in my life about the love of God, and I guard this with my life now. Amen? <laughs> amen? <laughs> yeah, amen. It's a treasure to me, and he's a treasure to me. Romans 5, 8, and I think we might have a scripture for this. It says, but God demonstrates his own love towards us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Amen? Amen? 
So when we're looking in verse 16, it says, by this we know love because he laid down his life for us. Amen. He saved you. He bought you. He sought you. He redeemed you. He did not quit chasing after you, Todd. We were talking about that on Tuesday night and your whole family. He sought you. He sought you. He sought you. He sought you. And when you ran away, what did he do? He chased you one more time because that's who he is and that's what he does. Amen. And out of that love and out of that awareness about what Christ has done for us, then we are now able to lay our lives down for other people. If we don't understand this love that the Father has for us, how are we going to walk in agape love? Does that make sense? And I want us to really think about some homework already for this week. What has Christ done for you? Amen? That we would live with that awareness of mercy. That we would live with that awareness of grace. I always live with that awareness of how the Lord has healed me from all the sexual abuse that I endured as a child. You would probably wouldn't even be able to tell because he sought me and he healed me. Amen? Amen. And with that same thing that Jesus Christ did for my life, I have eyes to see people now. And I'm able to say, you know what, what Jesus did for me, I want to help you with. Amen? Amen. Come on. What has Jesus done for you? Look at the person next to you. Say, what has Jesus done for you? So it says, and we ought to lay our lives down for the brethren. He's not saying everyone here, and we should lay our lives down for everyone. Amen? Girls, I always say, look for the guy that opens the door for everybody, not just for you. That's for free. Amen? <laughs> it's easy to love people who are far away. I don't think you really have to agape love that one. But the people closest to you that can like, you know what I'm talking about? Uh Uh-huh. We got miles and miles to go. Like Jesus looking at Peter saying, I'm praying for you that that your faith wouldn't fail. Does that challenge you? (laughs) I wrote here, if we can't love our brothers and sisters here, what kind of Christians are we? Surely, just as Jacob was talking about, we got people to reach. Surely there are more people for us to love than just in this room, but this is good practice, amen? You've heard me say this 1,000 times, that at church, we don't get to pick our people. And I think God intended it this way, that we would be not just, you know, gather on a Sunday, but connected and planted and serving in a local church, that we would learn how to love like Jesus loves, amen? If all of your people in your circle are easy to love, you need to find more people. That was free too. I agree with that, though. I agree with what I'm saying. Amen? (laughs) Love is surrender, and love is sacrifice. To lay one's life down for another involves sacrifice, okay? But here I want to say, for it to be agape love, it doesn't have to be some epic and heroic moment all the time, okay, where you're saving the world. I'm going to give my life, and it's going to be on news, on the news, you know, and everybody's going to see it. No. I want to encourage you, husbands. You know, if you hate emptying the dishwasher... You know when, you know, you're like hoping that your wife won't notice that you didn't empty the dishwasher? Lay your life down for her and empty the dishwasher. Big or small, amen? We got to start small, some of us, amen? Wives, if you're tired of picking your husband's socks up off the floor, I'm not even talking about Jake because he's literally the cleanest person I know. And I had to put his pajamas away the other day and I was surprised because I never have to put anything away. But what I'm saying is without grumbling and with joy in your heart, pick up your husband's socks and put them away. Amen? 
Because that's part of laying our lives down for one another. And you could be like, that's really small. I don't know. I think it's all practice, amen? And I think that it's all, all good. Okay, verse 17 and 18. We got to keep moving. But it says, but whoever has this world's goods and sees his brother in need and shuts up his heart from him, how does the love of God abide in him? I hope you're you're feeling a little bit, you know, yeah, Charlene, yeah. My little children, okay, what he's saying is deeply loved. He loves them. He's sharing these nuggets of truth to help save their lives. My little deeply loved children, let us not just love in word or in tongue, but in deed and in truth. Amen. I want to read this in the message translation in, in verse 17. It's really good. We have it there? Okay, you got it there. I'm just going to read verse 17. But if you see some brother or sister in need and have the means to do something about it, but turn a cold shoulder and do nothing, what happens to God? It's love. It disappears and you made it disappear. I'm going to read that again. If you see some brother or sister in need and have the means to do something about it, but turn a cold shoulder and do nothing, what happens to God's love? It disappears, and you made it disappear. Let's just sit with that for a moment, okay, and have a fear of the Lord moment. We have an opportunity to make Christ appear to the world every single day. Amen? You have an opportunity. Proverbs 3:27 or 3, verse 27, 28. Do not withhold good from those to whom it's due. When you have the power in your hand to do so, do not say to your neighbor, go and come back, and tomorrow I will give it when you have it with you today. Amen? Have you, you know, if, if someone, okay, let me just be practical. If you're having a conversation, this is super practical and I think super helpful. You're having a conversation with someone today, and they are sick, like really sick, and you, you know, you're about to walk out the door and you're trying to get to lunch, don't just be like, oh man, I'm so sorry, and keep walking. You have it in the power, you have authority inside of you, stop and pray with them, amen? Because you have the power to do it. If you're talking to a single mom or a widow or anyone, a family, a young family, who doesn't have groceries in their covers and you have money in the bank, give them 200 bucks so that they can go buy groceries. Don't just be like, I'm praying for you. What is that? Right? Am I challenging some people? God, forgive us for walking too fast that we miss the holy ground moments and opportunities to make Christ's love appear. Amen? Okay, some practical ways. Say practical. I like practical. Sometimes things can be like all up here and it's like, I just need some practicals here. Practical ways that we can love in action. Okay? Operation Christmas Child. Hello. Right? Parents, you have an amazing opportunity. And I love this. I know that a lot of parents do this in the house already. Grab a box. Grab two. Whatever your budget is. But do something. Okay? If you have 500 children, you know, maybe you don't grab 500 boxes. But 499. Okay? Pray over them. Take your kids out and go fill up the boxes and bring them back. Amen? Because you have an opportunity to teach your children how to make Christ's love appear. Amen? To another child opportunity. Amen? So good. Okay, another practical, and I already went over this. If you're in Superstore, this happened to me the other day, but in a different way. I didn't have an opportunity to pay for anybody's stuff because my debit card wouldn't work, so there was something I could do. If someone can't pay for their groceries because their debit card won't work, but you've got a thousand bucks in the bank and you can pay for it, 
pay for it. I think we should cheer for that right now. Pay for it. Well, what about my hydro bill or what about this or what about that? What about God and what he wants to do? Amen? We walk by faith and not by If it's in front of you and you have the means to do it, that's what it's saying. Do it. Look at your neighbor and say, do it. Amen? <laughs> do it. If someone needs money and it's in your hand to do it, put money in their hand and say, God has an amazing plan for your life. Here you go. And I only have five bucks here, but it's something. You know what, Kayla? God has an amazing plan for your life. Amen? And I'm so glad he brought you back safely and you spent thousands of dollars. So here's five bucks and go buy half a Starbucks. Amen? I'll give you more money later. <laughs> Peter and John at the gate, beautiful. Everybody just gets filled up with the Holy Spirit because we can only do things, these things by the Spirit of God. Amen? As the Spirit is leading us, we do it, amen? As it's in front of us, we do it. They're at the gate, beautiful. They see the lame beggar there. They don't just walk past and say, sorry, here's a sandwich. No, they get to the root of what does this man really need? He needs to walk. He needs to walk. And what do they say? They're filled with the Spirit of God. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk, amen? <laughs> You guys are like, well, that's good for Peter and John. I don't want to do that. You know, I wonder what would happen if we caught a hold of the message of love at Hope City Church. And we begin to take God at his word and hear, sincerely, John, one more Sunday. You know what I think, actually, through this whole thing? Because Josiah, I'm going to tell on Josiah for a minute. He's like, Mom, you're only supposed to do serious. This was this week. We were driving home from practice because I drove with him. He's like, we're only supposed to do series for three or four weeks max, never this long. <laughs> and I laughed, and I just was like, but I think the Spirit of God is trying to teach us some things at Hope City Church, amen? Because we're not going to be an ordinary church. We're going to do an extraordinary, we're going to be an extraordinary church because we serve an extraordinary God, and we're filled with an extraordinary Holy Spirit, amen? <laughs> and we got to learn some things, you know, if, Maybe you're all proficient at this and aficionados at all of this. And maybe it's just me and Pastor Jake that need to learn about this. But you know what? If we're preaching this message to ourselves every week, I'm here for it. I want to grow. Like I said, we pray for signs. We pray for wonders. We pray for miracles. And God is just saying, would you just pray, pay for the woman's groceries at Superstore? I want to use you. That's a sign and a wonder and miracle to her. Right? That's a sign and a wonder and miracle to her. And what's she going to do? She's going to tell everybody what God did for her. And you could pay for her groceries and say, God has an amazing plan for your life. And he wants you to know that he loves you and he sees you and he calls you blessed. Amen. This is the gospel. This is love in action. Can I get an amen? amen. Hebrews 4, 7 says, today if you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. Church, when the Lord prompts your heart to do something, when it's in front of you to do it, I want to say do it and do it quickly in the name of Jesus. Because if you don't, what happens is you're at risk now of hardening your heart. And you, can't, you think that you can be very clever. 
okay. We think we're so crafty and we're so clever. And we can, like, have categories of our heart. Well, I'm going to harden my heart to this person, but not to this person. And, you know, I'm just going to, like, have a little bit against this person. But when I see this person, I'm going to walk this way. But I love this person. No, hardness of heart is like a cancer. It just spreads and it spreads and it spreads. And you know what the cure is? Love. Do you know what the cure is? Love. And what are you called to do? Love. Say love. Okay, I'm going to go. Verse 19 to 21. I'm going to wrap up here quickly. And by this we know that we are of the truth, okay, so that we're God's kids. That's literally what it means. Shall assure our hearts before him. For if our hearts condemn us, God is greater than our heart and knows all things. Beloved, say beloved. If our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence towards God. So I just want to, you're like, that's really confusing, Pastor Jenny. I know. I want to break it down a little bit. For, for those of you, you're like, I'm so confused. What do, what do I do? What do I do? Like, I can't, I don't have money to help everybody. Well, who do you love? And I want to say everybody. Everybody. Say everybody. Who do you help? If it's in your hands, that's what John is saying. If it's in your hands and you can help them, help them. If the Spirit of God pokes you right here in your heart, you know, and you feel convicted by the Holy Spirit, and I want a little, just a little teaching moment. Condemnation is from the enemy. Conviction is by the Spirit of God. That's how you know the difference, okay? But if you have a conviction in your heart for the Holy Spirit to do something, do it. Do it. And you know what? The Lord will bless you more so you can do more for other people, amen? And that is going to amp you up to live all in for the Lord, amen? It is. You know, we, we pray. We pray like, Lord, like, I was thinking about this song, William McDowell sang it years ago, like, I give myself away, I give myself away. You know that song? I give myself away so you will use me. And then God puts something right in front of us. We're still singing the song, but we're not doing anything. <laughs> Are you having fun yet? <laughs> Who do you love? Everybody. Who do you help? If it's in your hand and in front of you, do it. At the very least, pray for them. Amen? At the very, you know what? And if they need 300 bucks and all you have is five, give them five. God will multiply that in their life and in yours. Amen? I gave Kayla five bucks. I wasn't embarrassed. <laughs> That's all I had on me. I had it in my office yes, last night. And I'm like, oh, I, yeah, Jake always has the cash. He's not here right now. But church, we got to be people of the spirit. I love how the Holy Spirit was saying we're not ashamed of the Holy Spirit in this place. I'm just going to say that if you're new to Hope City. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Amen. We got to be people of the Spirit. Say, I've got to be a people of the Spirit. The Spirit of God will show you what to do. Okay? And as we train ourselves to walk with the Spirit, you're not going to be like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Should I do it? Shouldn't I do it? Shouldn't I do it? But as you walk with the Spirit of God, it just doesn't even become second nature. Love just becomes first nature. Amen? Because the Spirit of God lives in you. And who is God? We haven't got there yet, but we will next week. 1 John 4, 8 says, God is love. Galatians 5, 16 says, walk after the Spirit. Um, Mother Teresa, a couple of quotes, and we don't have slides for this. She said, if you can't feed 100 people, just feed one. I love this woman. She's one of the people I wish I could have just spent an hour with. Another thing she said was, never worry about numbers. Help one person at a time and always start with the person nearest to you. Amen? When God says pray, we pray. When God says help, we help. When God says go, we go. When God says give, 
we say give or we give. Amen? Say, when God says give, I'm going to give. And here's the thing. It all comes back to the great commandments. All of this in the book of 1 John, it's all about love the Lord your God with all your heart. He never gets away from it. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. In John 13, 34, it says, and your neighbor as I have loved you. Okay? Almost done. I got one more page of notes here. But I want to read this to you. How many of you are familiar with Watchman Nee? It's got some really good books. Okay? um, We have a book by Watchman Nee called Spiritual Authority. I would encourage you to get it. Okay? Um, I've just ordered this book called The Spiritual Man. Okay, remember this was a long time ago, so it's gender specific, but it means all of it. Leave your sensitivities at the door. You'll be okay. Yeah, I'm not correcting it. It's fine. We're not going to be that church. Okay. Here's an excerpt out of the book, and I really want you to listen to this, okay? Because for you, you younglings, you need to start hearing things like this. We should remember in walking after the Spirit... All of our actions should be governed by principles. Are you listening? Since the Spirit has its own laws and principles, to walk by the Spirit is to walk according to its laws. With spiritual principles, everything becomes sharply defined. There is a precise standard of right and wrong. You still listening? If it's yes, then it's yes. If it's no, then it's no. Whether the day is clear or cloudy, if it's no, then it's no. Whether it's exciting or depressive, if it's no, then it's no. The Christian's walk should follow a precise standard, and the word of God must be the standard of our life. The more you purpose to live by the Spirit and walk with the Spirit and obey his leadings and promptings, the greater your confidence will be. Amen? Play your part and play it well for the glory of God. Verse 21 talks about confidence towards God. Can we just put um, verse 21 up there? Yeah. Beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, then we have confidence towards God. Walking in God's love, walking in love and action is going to give you a confidence that you never had before. Amen? And as I was driving Pastor Jake to the airport, I'm picking him up at midnight tonight. I got up at four the other morning because I love him so much. And, uh, but I was looking for my wallet. And uh, I was looking for my wallet, and I, and I realized that I like, well, obviously, I want to obey the law. We have a police officer in our midst here. I want to obey the law. <laughs> Robin Lane. Um, he's like, I want to obey the law. I want to have my wallet. I want to have my driver's license on me, of course, right? You know, and I could have been like, well, I can't find it, you know. But I, I don't, I'm not confident when I don't have my wallet. I'm always like, what if I get pulled over and I don't have my license? Because it happened to me when I was 16 years old. And I just feel like, ugh. And so the Lord, as I grab my wallet, he says, that's what walking in love is like. When he was talking about this scripture, he said, he said, just like you don't feel confident when you don't have your driver's license because you're not obeying the laws of the land, okay? He said, that's like what walking in, not walking in love and not having love and action in your life. He said, because you're not, you're not walking in my laws. You're not walking in my greatest love to love the Lord, to love me with all of your heart and your neighbor as I have loved you. And he said, Jenny, when you don't obey my law, you will lack confidence in your life. But if you look up this word confidence, it talks about freedom. It talks about authority. It talks about power. So anytime that we are not walking in the love of God in action, we will lack authority in our life. Are you listening? Are you getting something in in this today? Okay? So as we 
are quick to love others, as we are quick to step in and help others, as we are quick to walk and follow after the things of the Spirit of God, we begin to come into a greater place of authority as sons and daughters of God. And I want to say, Hope City, this is where the Lord is calling us this season. Amen? Yes. I said all of that to say that. We have confidence towards God. Acts 4.21, they spoke the word of God with boldness. Amen? And then John goes on to say in verse 22, and whatever we ask, we receive from him because, because we keep his commandments and we do those things that are pleasing in his sight. He's kind of shifting this a little bit. It sounds a little bit like John 15 for all you pastors in the house. and You'd be hearing that too. So we have confidence, but he's tying this into the area of prayer, is that now we have confidence when we ask the Lord for things and according to his will that he's going to hear us. Amen? That we don't have to wonder, well, is he my father? Is he listening? When you're walking in love, you know that he is your father and he surely is listening. Amen? John 15, 7 says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. Love equals authority in the spirit. Say that again. Love equals authority in the spirit. I want to say that again, Hope City Church. Love equals authority in the spirit. Now, we don't want to just have power to have power to wield it over people, for that is wrong. Amen? But see, the agape love is a power that's already been surrendered. It's already a love that's been sacrificed. So it's a love that walks in much humility and meekness and has already been trained by it. So when we walk in the love of God and we have this power and authority, it's already been submitted to the Spirit of God. It's already been submitted under the Word of God. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And that's the place where the blind will see. That's the place where the lame will walk. That's the place where people will sit, be, get set free. That's the place where addictions will come off of people. Amen. It all starts with love. And I hope that you saw that today. Did you see that today? If that's all that you saw, then you saw a good thing. But he closes off here in verse 23. And I love this. Okay, like a good father. And this is his commandment, that we should believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another. That's it. Just take God at his word, church. Trust him. Trust him. Like Jacob said, I hope you're reading your Bible. And we all kind of laughed. Trust him. Get this in your heart. Read it every day and like the little kid's song said, and you will grow, grow, grow. Love one another fervently. Lay your life down even when it crushes you. I had a couple of moments this week and I just sobbed and I sobbed and I sobbed. And as much as I hated it, I knew it was good for me because it was training me to be strong as a good soldier in Christ and to know how to love much and love well. Amen. Amen. Worship team, let's just, we're going to sing a song here in church. Let's stand up. God is preparing us, church, for more. And not just more for more's sake. Is there is a world, well, we need God's love, but there is a world that needs hope. There is a world that needs peace. There is a world that needs love. There's, pe there's people that need to know the love of the Father. You gonna be okay? We're trying something new. Can you tell? Yeah, we're trying something new. And I love it. I'm here for it. Say I'm here for it. Just put your hand on your heart and just say it starts with me. 
I have been so blessed, even in our connect group this week, hearing fresh stories and encounters of people who've just given their lives back to Jesus share. Because I think for some of us that have been walking down the road a little longer than the, if I can call them younglings in the Lord, we forget what Christ has done for us. Or maybe we forget, we forget how blessed we are. Behold what manner of love the Father has given to us that we should be called the sons of God. When we sing about the cross, we should get excited. When we sing about the blood of Jesus, how it poured down and it saved us, we should get excited. When we hear about a message of love, we should get excited. Because I'm telling you, people that are starving for love, people that are starving for hope, people that are starving for help, would get pretty excited about Jesus. Say, Father, would you give me your heart? Would you give me your eyes? Would you give me your ears to be more like you in this season? As I read your word, take me deeper. As I lift up your name, take me higher. As I fall to my knees and surrender, take me lower as I bow myself at your feet. You know, Jesus praying in the garden, I'm reminded, and he said, you know, it's not gonna be easy. He said, not my will, but yours be done. And he said to God, he said, if it's possible, he said, if it's possible, would you take this cup? But then he said, not my will, but yours be done. We need to live more in that place where we need him. And if all we're doing is surrounding ourselves with people that are easy, I'm not saying toxicity, and I don't want all your emails and saying you preach a toxic message, okay? I'm covering it, and I think you already know that about me, okay? All things are to be forgiven, not necessarily reconciled. But as I shared that story about Jesus and Peter, maybe one person in the room needs to reevaluate some people that maybe you've cut out that God is saying, that person actually needs to be in your future, so just be careful. And ask me for wisdom, and I will help you how to navigate that situation. Amen? I can think about other families here, you know. I, I'll just look at you. You've had to ask the Lord for wisdom this season, how to navigate some things. But aren't you thankful you did? And how blessed are you? And how much is the Spirit of God working in your family? Because you didn't cut them out. And you gave them a seat at the table. Terry, can you come up here for a minute? I'm picking on Terry this season a lot. Come here. You are, you are living this. I don't want you to share a story of your family. That's not what I want to do. I want you to pray a prayer of the love of God to be released in this house because you're living it. And Karen, you're living it because you chose, you chose to walk the narrow road and you chose to trust the Lord even when you didn't know how and even when it crushed you. You did it anyway. Can you do that? <clears throat> Father, thank you that you sent us love. You sent us Jesus. Lord, all of us have given our lives to him, Lord. We just trust in the love that he's given us, Lord. Everyone here, Lord, is trusting you for something, somebody in their family, for finances, 
for restored relationships. And Lord, that's, that's been my history, Lord. I've lost relationships, but Lord, you said that you would restore the years the canker worm, the palmer worm have stolen. And I just pray that for everybody here, Lord, that you love us so much that even the stupid mistakes we've made, that you'll redeem those, Lord. Some people say, well, you made that choice. You made that dumb mistake. Why, you know, why would God change that for you? It's because he loves us. You love us so much, Lord, and I thank you for all the mistakes everybody's made, that you'll bring them back on that path that you've called for them. Their callings in life, Lord, that they think that maybe they've missed, but you love them so much, and you've given them those gifts, and we trust you, Lord, that your love never fails. It never fails. It never fails. Help us to reach out in that love to other people, as Pastor Jenny has said today, Lord. Such a good message that we have to be doers of word, not hearers only. Help us to reach out to somebody today, whether it's a call or a text or helping buy them a meal or groceries, gas, whatever, Lord. Help us to do that one step today. In Jesus' name. You know, just as you were praying that maybe giving somebody a seat at your table is the key to the breakthrough that you've been looking for. He prepares a table before us in the presence of our enemies. Nothing will crush you than having to sit at the table with someone that you perceive as an enemy but I want to remind you that they are not your enemy, that there is an enemy out there who wants to kill, steal, kill, and destroy, right? But Jesus says, I redeem that. I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Amen. Thanks so much for joining us today. We hope you are drawn closer to Jesus and that his spirit, his love, and his life are filling you right now. If you'd like more info about who we are and what we're doing at Hope City, head over to hopecitychurch.ca to find out more. And if you liked what you heard, head over to iTunes and rate the podcast to spread the word so others can hear too. And oh, one more thing before we go. We just want to remind you that you were made for hope.